And so that's important to note. We should do things that we gain fulfillment from. That is, you know, that is closely tethered to our purpose in life and how we serve and help others and actually leave a footprint when we die. Welcome back, everybody. We are joined today by Justin Groth, natural bodybuilder, master trainer, mindset coach, and host of Straight From The Chest podcast. Justin, welcome. Thanks for having me on, Jason. Thanks. Anthony, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Awesome, awesome. So, Justin, we'd love to learn a little bit about your, your background, kind of where you came from and the things that started you on the path to where you are now. Uh, so I'll, I'll attenuate the story a little bit here. <clears throat> so I, you know, I grew up in a, a really, uh, really strong nuclear household, mom, dad, um, you know, no addictions of any sort, no drug or alcohol addictions or, or anything, even in my, in my entire lineage, uh, just everything's pretty copacetic for the most part, nothing, you know, out of pocket. Um, and then, you know, I get to high school and, uh, like anybody in high school, I think, well, at least for me, I should say, I speak for myself, most of my identity issues happen in high school. And, uh, you know, I think it were really impressionable at the teenage years. And, and I certainly was. And I ended up um, just trying my, my hand at so many different looks and uh, trying to fit in, trying to gain acceptance, etc. Right. And um, it led me down a path where I started to get really uh, I use the word sucked up and, and, you know, in layman's terms, it means real skinny, real, just, I was at a point where I was uh, clinically anorexic and, and it was because I was trying to chase this, this architect of body that I thought I wanted, you know, uh, and it just, I have an addictive personality and I uncovered this, uh, throughout this process that <clears throat> I don't likely stop even if I know it's not good for me. And so I just kept dieting. I kept doing lots of cardio and and I didn't know at the time how to diet correctly I didn't know how to I didn't know how to change my body I just thought, okay I want to get skinnier so I'm gonna stop eating and I'm gonna do a lot of running a lot of skateboarding a lot of bicycling whatever you know and um again it led me down the destructive path I was clinically anorexic and I and I at that point I was like you know what uh people were starting to say things my family included and I told my family I said look I need to get help here. Like, I know I'm not going to reverse this. Um, I need you to get me some help. And so, uh, my, my mother at the time, she sought out the, the nutritionist for me and her personal trainer. And so I started working out three days a week with her personal trainer, which was just basic, like full body workouts. It was nothing. It was no like bro split, no, like, you know, legs, back, chest, arm, nothing like that. It was just a you know, an hour workout where we did like legs and shoulders and chest and back. We did everything, you know, and um, and I slowly started to put on muscle because at that point, anything I do, I'm going to respond well to <clears throat> in terms of physical activity, like uh, resistance training. And so I did and I started to like that. And I started to see that that was something. This is something that I was actually good at doing. I was good at lifting weights. I was good at sticking to a structure. I was good at going to the gym even when my buddies didn't show up to meet me. And um, so it just led me down a pathway of, 
of building more and more muscle, getting more and more immersed into the whole bodybuilding routine. I met a guy uh, that I knew from high school. He had competed in several competitions at that point. And he, he told me, he said, Justin, you have some really good genetics. I think you would do really well competing. You should, you should do a show. And so that little, that was the ignition uh, that called me to do that or that led me down the path of, of competing. And, um, you know, I was never introduced to steroids. And even if I was, I never would have taken them because it just didn't go along with my moral compass in life. I mean, up until then and still current day, I've never drank, never smoked, never done any extracurricular drugs. Uh, I don't know what it's like to be drunk or high or none of that shit. I mean, the only thing that I've ever experienced a high from is probably is caffeine. That's the only thing I can attest to. So that, that, that didn't go, that didn't run in tandem with my moral compass. So even if I was introduced to drugs, I wouldn't have taken them because I had said no to all the other extracurricular drugs during high school and college days. So it was no problem for me to refrain. And, uh, so I ended up competing as a natural bodybuilder and, you know, the shows for anybody who was understanding of the, 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 I would say the, the competitive bodybuilding world, if you want to do, at least back in those days when I was competing for you to do a natural show, it meant you going Midwest, like somewhere in Indiana and I'm a California kid. I'm not going to go travel for a fucking show that lasts two days. Like, I'm not going to do that shit. I'm not on the, I'm not on the professional level. I'm not, I'm not winning money for this shit. <laughs> so I'm just going to, I'm going to stay my ass in local arenas like San Francisco and LA. Well, it, the only, the only thing that sucked about that was that all the people that, or the, the, com, the committees, the NPC, the, the federations that held, or the, the sanctioned events were there were all untested. So I was going up against untested athletes and, um, but I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to drive Midwest to go or take a plane. I'm sorry, to go travel and, and do a competition for natural bodybuilder. So that was my only, that was my, that was my only lot, I guess, to go LA, San Francisco. And even if it was just against guys that were on gear, I was going to try my hand at that. And, um, I was blessed to do real well, and I placed real high against guys that were that were competitively uh, uh, geared up. And but I knew that to take to the next level, I'd have to do uh, all the, the the litany of pharmacological substances that all those other guys were doing, and I just wasn't on board with that. So I had a um, a pretty abbreviated uh, career in competitive bodybuilding, but. It taught me a lot about myself, man. It taught me a lot about what I'm capable of. It taught me a lot about mindset and what it actually means to have a hardened mindset. And these are the practices that I that I uh, uh, offer tutelage for in my programs, online and uh, in person training. It also led to the to the genesis of a of a personal training business. You know, people would ask me what I was training, why I was training this this way, or some nutrition question, and I realized that. When I would pour information into these people, I gained this this heightened uh, fulfillment from it, and so I just took that to the ends, and I, I made a business out of it because of something that I realized I was I was innately good at, and this is something that that came natural to me on top of the fact that I gained fulfillment from it, and so that's important to note. We should do things that we gain fulfillment from. That is, you know. Uh, that is closely tethered to our purpose in life and how we serve and help others and actually leave a footprint when we die. Yeah. Something that you said kind of throughout that story, 
um, was your your discipline and staying staying the course, even though people around you may not have been, or even when you were at a disadvantage uh, compared to some of these other athletes. Um, now, I imagine as a coach, like you're the people who come to see you aren't so d disciplined or determined. And like, how do you bridge that gap between the ideal state and people who just like, they want to do good, but they struggle with consistency? Well, there's many layers to many different people and everybody's a little bit different in terms of this, their subjective hangups and their vices and their uh, temptations. So, <clears throat> but one thing's for sure, and there's a common denominator with everybody, everybody wants a result. Everybody wants a certain outcome and that's why they essentially come to me. So I have to first un unravel all of the hangups and temptations and vices they have that are causing them to go down these destructive paths. And I have to give them tools that help to better that person's or more harden that person's focus towards where they're going and what outcome they're actually after. And ultimately, to be honest with you, you can't help everybody and there are people that I can't help. So realizing that, that, you know, if you, there's no, there's, I'm not a magician. There's no magical work here. There is work that has to be done and there's work on that person's end as well. And if they're not willing to put in the work, if they're not willing to put in at least 40, 40, 40, 50% of the work in and meet me halfway, I have no room for you. And then I can just, you can just suffer and die on your own. In terms of the outcome that you're after, you're not willing to get there. I'm not willing to pour out energy into you, man, because you, I can see that you're not even, you're not even serious. So if you're actually serious about this thing and you understand it's work, okay, let me guide you. I'll guide you, but you do have to pick your fucking feet up and walk in one foot in front of you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like these things have to be a, a cohesive, there has to be a, some type of a marriage here for it to work. And if it's not, then I call it like it is in the beginning and I say, you're not going to make it. And you're not even going to make it with my help. And if you can't make it with my help, you can't make it, period, because I'm one of the best. Yeah, that's uh, that's very true in lots of walks of life. You got to be willing to help yourself, especially if you want to get help from other people. But can you think about uh, a moment or a series of moments before you started the coaching where you sort of started to realize, you know what, I think I actually can and should use my ability to start helping other people and sort of when that mindset sh uh, shift happened for you? Yeah, that was when I was getting ready for my one of my first competitions in 2008. And I had a, I was starting to develop a, a physique in my gym, if you like to call it that. And I started to wear more tank tops, more cutoff shirts, and you, people started to see my physique change in shape. And they would start to come up to me and ask me like, Hey man, what are you doing exercise for? Or can you watch me do this exercise? Or how does my form look here? Or what do you, what do you eat? What's your breakfast look like? Anyways, all these different questions that I had thrown at me when I didn't have prior and it started to release this, this type of reward in me when I would pour into these people about this information they're asking me. And I just felt connected to that. And I had, and I felt an onus on me to follow that and do something with it. And that's what led to me getting a personal trainer certificate. My, one of my first credentials was a, a, a CPT. And when I got that, I, I, I was now, um, what, do you, what do you call it? Uh, I guess 
justified to help take care of people. And so now I was, I was, I worked for, I went to the commercial gym there. It was in local in my area. And, and I, it was actually the gym that I was training in, uh, for my own workouts. And I just started training people. And that led to me doing things a little bit more, um, I guess for my own, I started my own mobile business and I went around to people's houses and I just bought equipment, right? And I went around to people's houses and I went to parks and I trained people at parks and their houses in home privately and started to develop a little name for myself. And I was able to accrue enough capital to where I was able to put a down on a lease on a new building and get a loan out and buy equipment and, you know, start the business as an actual brick and mortar. Um, but I was very, very tethered to the uh the idea that people are only productive when they're they're mostly productive when they're in private when you're training somebody at a commercial gym that person no matter what unless that person just doesn't give a fuck which most people do they're going to worry about who's watching them they're new to fitness they're overweight likely they're out of shape they don't understand they're not not confident whatsoever and then here's me training you in a gym full of people that are for the most part fairly in shape or or to some degree in shape or maybe there's a couple of that person that aren't in shape you know what i mean like but most people are going to be in shape and so they're going to be very very um self-conscious and i couldn't because of that they were like this balled up um like just in a I don't know what, what illustration to use. They were just really balled up and I couldn't get enough. I couldn't get any performance out of them, which meant, which meant a, a reduced level of productivity, which meant a reduced level of results, which meant a, a dig on my name, right? Like not a dig, but I couldn't perform my best work because this person was too worried about what everybody else was thinking. Um, you know, even though no one cares what you look like in the gym, I mean, I'll never look at anybody and judge them what they what their body is. I just, I don't care. You're in here bettering yourself. That's fucking what we're all doing, you know. And so I realized that I have to do this thing kind of behind closed doors to get my most productivity or my best productivity out of these people, or to get their best productivity out, right? And so that's what that's what made me so uh, steadfast towards opening a, a private personal training practice or a boutique gym, and. Um, and one of which that I'm still facilitating in today. Yeah, that had me thinking. I, I totally agree with you that for somebody who is unfamiliar with fitness, the environment that they like, the most accessible environments, like the you know the ten dollar a month gyms or things like that, you're you're not the environment's not good for them, right? Like for all the reasons you said, right? They're going to be people watching and then assuming that all eyes are on them when in fact everybody assumes all their eyes are on them and nobody's paying any mind to anybody in the first place. Um, but as somebody who's done like um, group classes, uh, one of the things that I've noticed is when, so for example, Jason and I would do a workout together. I, if we were paired up, right? Like I would actually push harder because I didn't want to be the one who's slowing the team down. So there's gotta be some balance between like, being solo and then also being in a group setting where you're just dumped into uh, you know, hundreds of people. And so like, have you played around with like that ideal formula? Absolutely. So for that reason, we do have semi-group or semi-private uh, classes, which are group classes, small group, two, three, four or five people. 
because you're right in that sense that people do push themselves to get to a competitive level with, with the person who they're with in that group and they will push harder. That, uh, that also works. And you're also talking about people that know each other, have an intimate connection already before they come into the, to train together, you know? And so that makes a very good cohesive bond between uh, the people and me and getting, getting results. Right. But that often doesn't happen that way when you go to a commercial gym. It's just, it's not that way. Everybody's spending for themselves. Everybody's where, unless you've got a buddy that you're, you know, working out with and, and uh, that sort of thing. But it's the group training absolutely works your, but the independent, which is what most people do doesn't work. And the reason, you know, to answer, to kind of t- touch on what you said, you said that you know, most people will, get into this $10 a month membership and they think that it's going to be the solver of all their problems. Um, and they just fall in love with the romantic idea of it at that point. That's all they're really drawing into is the romantic idea that I'm going to get in shape and only for $10 a month. And they don't understand all of the layers that exist that the person that's selling them the membership is not telling them, you know, but, um, the, the alternative to that is personal training, being led, being guided by somebody who's a professional that understands how to train you and guide you correctly and, and really towards the goals that they're after. And most people's goals are predominantly, you know, the same for the most part. You know, they want to lose weight. They want to build muscle. They want to, they want to transform their body to some degree, you know? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, as you've been embarking on this journey and, you know, becoming a, a, all these coaching, uh, opportunities, have there been challenges along the way that have made you second guess yourself? Uh, and how did you overcome those challenges? If so, I uh, so that's the thing about me. I've never second guessed myself, even though I have the devil in my ear at times saying, you know, Hey, this, that, and the third, and I understand that their thoughts and they're just, they're just implanted there to derail me, but I know what I'm competent in. And I've shown that time and time again with myself, with multiple things that I've done in my life. So I know that there's an undeniable stack of proof right beside me saying, you are this guy, you are this man that you created. And it's your duty to give that man to the world and give the talents that God infused you with to the world. And so that's what I plan to do. And that, when I say that to myself, that just shuts out the enemy's voice entirely. I mean, I could turn this camera over about 50 degrees to the, to the right here and I could show you my trophy stack. That right there is an undeniable stack of proof that I am what I am and I can do what I can do for not only for me, but for other people. So is this no, there's no, there's no questions within me. I get what everybody gets and that is the enemy trying to derail you in your thoughts. But you have to understand that those are just thoughts. They're very futile and they're fleeting. I love that. Yeah, you are not your thoughts. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. So I was I'm I'm wondering, um not everybody's gonna do the personal training route. Like I'm I'm thinking of the the listener and I'm thinking of like what kind of what would you say to somebody who says like they have a why? Their why and it maybe it's it's vain or maybe it's not you know like I want to look better or in my case when I have these conversations with people I say there's a big difference between saying I want to look better in the mirror and 
I want to make sure I can keep up with my kids who are running circles around me and I can't get on the floor with them. Right. Like, and different people will have different whys. Um, so how do you get people like, I don't know how to get people started, you know, like what, what's the thing that helps motivate, like, uh, and I'm most specifically wondering, you must have seen like a lot, you've tried a bunch of different things. Like what, what works to help get people started? And then I guess more than that, finish. I get, and you're never finished, right? But con yeah. consistency, I get, you know. What helps people get started is consequence. Knowing that there's a consequence to their lack of action is the thing that gets people going. Knowing that if they don't do something about themselves right now in the position that they're in, that they're going to reap the consequences of them being lazy, of them being undisciplined, of them being not having self-restraint with certain foods, with their, and, and honestly, it's a lack of respect on themselves if they don't start to, to do something that builds up their body, builds up their prowess, builds up their, their, their confidence, their competency, et cetera. It's a lack of self-respect on that individual. You can't tell me you love yourself when you're eating like shit, you don't work out, you do you you sleep poorly you stress out about everything you're depressed likely the reason why you're depressed and you're anxious about everything that you shouldn't be is because you're not treating your body with respect you're not eating the right foods you're not sleeping properly you're not you're not structuring your life in a sound fashion and that's the reason why you're a piece of shit right now so if you don't want to be a piece of shit for the rest of your life then you have to understand that you have to do something about it and a lot of times that's just enough for people to make the shift and change but if you if they don't if they don't want to do that if they don't if they don't change based on that remark I mean well then fuck it suffer and die like I don't I don't have any I don't have any time for people that don't want to better themselves if you want to stay a piece of shit and try to get everything out of me to resolve you or I'm sorry absolve you from this from this this bit better trajectory that you could be in in life and everybody would benefit around you as a byproduct including you. Well then fuck it. You're just in, you're just, you're, you're impenetrable. And if you're impenetrable, man, then I mean, not even you can save you. I mean, no one can save you at this point. You have to realize that there are consequences to your lack of actions, not just actions. And the lack of action is putting you in this position. And at this point, dude, your why should be, oh, I just want to be better for fucking me. That's it. I just want to be better for me. And if you don't want to be better for you, well, then why are we even having this conversation? Your why, the, 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 the one why that you should levy this whole thing on is you wanting to be better. And if, if that's vanity, that's vanity. That, that's what got me into this shit. Got vanity got me here. And I have vanity to thank for it. For me being a better man, I have vanity to fucking thank for it. And I'll never, I'll, I'll, I'll never not concede to that. But vanity led me to this position where now I'm this kind of fucking man where I can lead other men. So now it's transmuted into something completely different. Hey, your your passion, passion is very clear. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's admirable. I mean, you, like you say, people got to want to help themselves. And that's, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, it's important to me, man. It's just important to me. And so that's what it comes out as. It, 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 
I, I, I talk sometimes with ferocity because it's important to me that people understand these notions. And and they're they're even far more than notions, man. They're just these are priorities that we need to to keep sacred to us as men, as 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 human beings. As you look into the future for yourself, you know, what what are your goals? What do you hope to accomplish? Uh, for the rest of your time and you know how can we and our listeners help you get to where you're trying to go dude i just want to chip away at one person at a time and that's all i can expect to do in my life change one person at a time you know i that's the thing that i focus on when i wake up in the morning that's the thing that i focus on in my life with me is the person one person at a time and changing somebody based on what they need not what not what the the masses necessarily need i want to change one i want to change a person at a time if i can do that then i can have a profound effect so it's just all about the person's subject at the subjective level got it yep and is there anything you want to specifically ask to to us to our listeners at all or just say words of wisdom anything you uh you well, I think what you guys are doing here is great. I think that your your entire platform is one of, of improvement and personal development. And that is something that more and more people need to latch on to and more and more people need to understand the essential nature of it. And I, I know it goes kind of by the wayside because people just get enthralled in just their everyday work and their nine to fives and then their kids and then they and then they leave themselves on the table and, and as a result they leave, they put themselves in the back burner they don't put themselves as a priority and they may think that that's the selfless way to live but that's probably the most haphazard way to live and ultimately you're going to end up reaping the uh negative ramifications from that and it's going to come by way of you being just slowly slowly diluted to the point where you're so deficient that you can't help anybody. And then at that point, what kind of a person are you? Well, how, what kind of a service can you provide to anybody? What kind of a benefit are you to anybody? Not only people around you, but your family. So I always advocate for personal development and self-improvement. And that's exactly what you two gentlemen are doing here. So I applaud that. Well, thank thank you. you. That's certainly our goal. Anthony, any, any parting questions, words? No, I, um, I, I, I get what you're saying and I agree that you can't do it for somebody, right? They gotta, they gotta take the leap and then they gotta stick with it. The one thing that you said that, uh, I, I got thinking about a little bit more is, uh, the consequences that you had mentioned, like if they don't do these actions, like the consequences are usually deferred for a long time and they're insidious, right? And then eventually you got to pay the price but it's at an inopportune time and it's not when you plan. So like for, for me, you know, I found my why I know exactly why I go show up and do the work. I know exactly why I'm doing this podcast and uh, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. So thanks for sharing your message. Thank you, bro. That was, those were good words too on your end. All right. Well, we want to thank you so much for taking the time with us today, Justin. It's been uh, a, a wonderful conversation, uh, and we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your time, man. All right, all right everybody. Be well, and we'll catch you next time.